charmed, I'm sure. Serena Shahidi here. That's kind of a fun way to start an episode. Isn't that fun? Did you have fun? Um, hello, Serena Shahidi. Let me ruin your life. Uh, if I sound a bit congesty right now, it's because I believe that I contracted a cold in Hell's Kitchen, which, you know, I can't really complain because I have friends that have gotten far worse in that neighborhood, but I will complain because that's what strong women do. I feel like shit. Um, I'm going to keep this. I know I, I said in the last episode, I mean, first of all, I'm a liar. Like, don't don't even listen to me. But I know I said in the last episode that I would be doing like more meaty, juicy, uh, fatty, greasy intros before my episodes with guests. I'm going to do not much of an intro for this episode for two reasons. First of all, I'm congesty. Um, I don't sound great to myself. Maybe I sound gorgeous to you. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, ooh, Serena, I'm I'm questioning my sexuality with that with that bacteria in your voice or virus. I'm not sure. I don't I don't really know the difference. Um, Although maybe this is how I like get discovered. Like, ooh, ooh, okay, movie plot, movie idea. Someone write this down. Someone send this to Spielberg. I get discovered as a voice actor, actress, um, while I'm sick, and I have this uh, gorgeous, sexy voice that I have going on, and then I'm like, "Uh, uh, guys, I can't work anymore. I feel better. I took my zinc. What's a girl to do? And that's kind of the conflict of the movie, film really. Anyway, the second reason why I'm going to keep this into a short is because this is not just any uh, episode with a guest. This is a long, long awaited guest. Been probably like six months coming um, ever since she DM'd me while I was uh, wine drunk coming back from a date in the back of an Uber. And this is also an episode with someone who I've gotten to know a lot better recently. Someone who is uh, a chaotic mess on the internet and actually very much a sweetheart and a very sensitive and curious person in real life, though still chaotic. Um, this is the episode with Caroline Calloway. We recorded it like a few weeks ago on the floor of her apartment um, while her two assistants were like on her bed and we were drinking Prosecco on the floor with a bunch of flowers and her cat. And every time I'm there, she basically just sets up a shrine of like books and vases and flowers and candles on the floor. And we just kind of sit around it like uh, the craft or something. We talk Jack Schlossberg over sharing on the internet, Caroline's run-in with my coworker, and Michael's arts and crafts. Without any further ado, because I feel the NyQuil kicking in, this is the episode with Caroline Calloway. Okay, we're recording. Like, we don't have to... Okay, we're ready. Do Do you have an intro that you like to do? Um, no. I think I'm gonna, like... Is there more orange juice? Yes. We have this, but but we need to ration it, because this is our last one. Okay. 
But it is fresh. I so like, ooh. I could always yell get more. Yeah, that's what Bradley's here for. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> and he knows about archaeology. Just ask him. <laughs> As per the hat. Um, okay. Do you, so you okay. don't need to do um, an intro? No. I think for this next season, I'm just going to record, like, a, I don't know, an intro for, like, everything. And so I'll just, like, introduce you. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, amazing. And then I have in my in my little black book, mm-hmm. which, um, I mean, any book with, like, my ideas in it, I, it is probably worse to have Bradley, leaked than, that? like, the actual little black book. I, I so here I have... I color-coded it. The black topics are, like, big, overarching, mm-hmm. big questions. Mm-hmm. And then on um, the left, the pink is just, like, stupid shit that I want your takes on, which mm-hmm. we could either do, like, rapid fire just throughout the... Amazing. So. I'd love to do that as drunk as possible, because last time I did that, oh, I said uh, George Orwell was American. So, like, you'll really get the best out of me the more black We'll rewrite yeah. history. <laughs> history. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, take it away. It's your Uh, podcast. I'll take it away. All right. Welcome to Serena's podcast. This is the only girl in the world. Way too close. I'm so sorry. Where you are is fine, but like, dog. It's like gorgeous, amazing, but not that. Okay, you start. Oh, oh, you're giving up on my intro. I thought I was gonna. Okay, I thought no, I was no, hiring no, no, Caroline no, no, Holloway, no, no. Queen of Assistants, as my assistant in a meta move. Do you know what I'm about to say? I- Callaway, Caroline Calloway, welcome to Serena's <laughs> podcast, and I actually have to introduce myself because I'll fuck it up. we've known each other for about, I would say, one year online, and, mm-hmm. and maybe a good, a fun six weeks in person, yes. and this is maybe the fourth time I've corrected her <laughs> to her face about how to say my last name, because she bizarrely says Calloway. I don't know where I got that I don't know from. where you got that either, but um, <laughs> but it is Callaway, and I do want my name to be said correctly on her podcast, so I'm welcoming myself, Caroline Callaway, to Serena's podcast, and you know, I do feel like I have authority to do this because I might be the only woman on the internet more chaotic than Serena is. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, welcome to Love Me Burn Your Life. <laughs> Give a warm welcome to a podcast colonizer, yeah. Caroline Calloway. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just put in like studio applause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Thank Gorgeous. you for having me. Of course. This has been a long time coming. It really has. The people are so excited. Wasn't your bio on TikTok yes. once the Caroline Calloway of TikTok? Exactly. Well, that I'm, was what I'm on TikTok now at no. Caroline Calloway. Yeah. Now I'm me. just the Glam Demon 2004 of TikTok. <laughs> now I'm the Glam Demon 2004 of Instagram. Oh, how the turntable! I love that. If I was able to use Instagram, it confuses me deeply. No, you're doing great on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I like don't post on Instagram, but sure, 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 sure. I'm too self-involved to notice. I only look at my own posts. Oh, same. My own comments. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know how anyone. Else I have is very doing. few posts, but I I just stare at them over and over as as if they're good. Yeah, I would say most of my day is watching my own Instagram story. Oh, there's this Bo Burnham <laughs> monologue where it talks about social media, and he's like, what do we want more than to, like, look at our own story at the end of the day, nothing. like an audience member? And I was like, nothing, Bo. Mm-hmm. He has a new special coming Go out. off. What? On Netflix? Uh, I don't know. I assume. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm fucking... So if you weren't dating that famous director... <gasps> oh, my God. I would 
literally have Bo Burnham's dick in my mouth. I'm sorry, Bradley. Oh, like, <laughs> he's like six four too. I'm not okay. And you know what's so great is he desperately wanted to go to Harvard and didn't get in. I'm like, go off, King. I'm like, really? Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, ever heard of a little place called Yale that rejected me? <laughs> we could bond over that. What's um, your like? What are your like top celeb crushes? Um, I'm dating my number one right now, but number two maybe Ooh. Timothy Chalamet. Oh, okay, that's very. I don't know why he's like so popular within the. Um, I just feel like celeb crush atmosphere. I just feel like for me, you look at a. <laughs> my cat just made a flower explode Aww. on his head, which seems so very cute. on brand. But um, I feel like some people look at bros that are like built from the gym, and they want them to be even meatier. And they're like, "Bro, do you even lift?" And for me, I look at men and I look at their pastiness. I look at their skeletal bodies. I look at their clavicles, and I think, "Bro, do you even read?" And the more someone looks like they've spent <laughs> a lot of time in the library, oh, the more I'm like, yeah, "I'm yeah. wet." No, yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, like, <laughs> theoretically... Like, I'm just going to go jump out of your window right now. Sorry, my assistant Bradley's here, who is uh, basically like a brother to me. So anytime I mention being wet or having someone's dick in my mouth... Dry he, up. Dry he, up right now. He literally he literally just wants to Get the sham wow. Yeah. Okay, typically I disagree with the, like, okay, like, thin, pasty boys. Like... In essence, I disagree with that, but is Jesse Eisenberg the love of my life? 100%. This is great, because we're never going to fight over him. <laughs> so, this is... There's I love this that meme for that's you. like, I like men who are hot in a pathetic way, and it's the truest thing ever. That's not what I'm saying. I like men no, who are... No, Timothy is hot in a pathetic way. Like, no offense if he's listening, if he's a glam demonator. I mean, maybe. I like men who are hot in an intellectual way, where it's like... I don't know. Sure. Like, uh, Jesse Eisenberg doesn't have the same... Maybe he He's does. definitely maybe smarter he does. than Timothy yeah, yeah. Chalamet. You're, you're right, you're right, you're right. I actually, the more I think about this, the more I'm actually coming around to your side. He's very intelligent. Yeah, I like... Or, like, Adrian Brody seems very intelligent, or... Uh, mm-hmm. God, um, who's another, maybe. like, intelligent-looking actor? Intelligent oh, f- what's that guy? <sighs> Ooh, what about uh, JFK's grandson, Jack Schlossberg? I have oh. such a crush on him. What? That's tea. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I don't. Actually, I do have mad tea. You know what? I'm just going to spill this story. Wait, okay. tell me if you want anything cut out, because I cut out shit all the time, because I talk so much shit. Amazing. Um, how great is my cat, first Adorable. of all? Adorable. <laughs> you can't even see what I'm doing I with him, it. but he's really great. Incredible. Okay, so I have no personal Jack Schlossberg stories, um, but, but... I will say that a bunch of my friends went to Harvard with him. They were all mm-hmm. in the same year. And they said that he was the biggest douchebag. And that he almost got kicked out of Harvard for calling some random kid a homosexual slur. And, like, starting a fist fight. And my friends who were there at this place where it happened in Cambridge that night said that his friends it was like a townie who he was like getting into this fight with and so a lot of especially the more patrician harvard kids looked down on the people who would be in harvard places but not go to harvard the Mm. university and my favorite detail about this night in terms of just like 
Jack Schlossberg's <laughs> bouginess is that his friends were holding him back by the arms and saying, Jack, it's not worth it. Bro, you have so much to lose. You have so much to lose. He has nothing. You have everything ahead of you. And apparently he wasn't kicked out of Harvard because his family's PR firm, Carolyn Kennedy's PR firm, was able to sort of control the situation and get it to be like he was defending a woman <gasps> there. And he only he said was that was a, a, evil yes, a woman's <laughs> honor. And so it sort of all <laughs> got brushed <laughs> under the rug and he wasn't kicked out. But like That's crazy. Yeah. But like ask so me more about up. Kennedy T. <laughs> like I'm ready to go. Like this is my forte. It's like I went to Cambridge to get my degree in low-level minor Kennedy gossip. I love that though. Collegiately. Honestly, um I'm a defender. <laughs> I would like to defend his honor. No. I feel like, why would I like to almost get kicked out of Harvard defending his honor? I don't. He's like, I love his Instagram. JFK's grandson, like, there's no part of me that believes that he would be kicked out of Harvard in any no, situation. never, never. Yeah. But I also, I do love his weird Instagram. His where weird he's Instagram like, is everything. Island versus Islet. Yeah, he just Googles questions, like, the difference between Pain. things, yeah, and yeah. screenshots them and posts them. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, obviously I'm attracted to him because he's written Kennedy. Obviously. But also the fact that he's also, like, fucking weird is pretty sexy. Ignore, you know, whatever homophobia. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, I... F- yeah, I know what you mean. But honestly, like, he's just... He's only weird for a Kennedy. He's not actually, like, weird in the bro- in the broad spectrum of human mm. creativity. He's so fucking normy and vanilla and bland. Like, but really, that's, like, like, hot. I love him. No, normie. like, get an actual, like, Harvard heir who's, like, living off daddy's money, like, making his fucking poetry book in Brooklyn if you want someone who's weird. Don't pretend, no, like, thanks. Jack Slosser. No, he's, want... like, what is he at? Harvard Law? Harvard Business School? Like, he's literally, like, he's just doing this Instagram because comparing two nouns that have nothing to do with his life is honestly a safer bet than posting about who he's dating, where he's going out, what he's doing in his actual life. I can't believe you're being and fooled by this. No, it's working. It's not My weird at all. For, he is not all appreciating he's, good PR. He, the only way you can say he's alt is for a Kennedy, I'm not which is the alt. biggest I like vanilla. I, I like... I like a rich person who's, like, a little sick in the head. Yeah, he's not. And not in the, like, poetry way. What is... I hate creative men. What? I do. <laughs> what are you saying? I do. That's crazy. I love, like, as much as, like, you know, you know what my life is like, and obviously I surround myself with creative people, but as far as, like, dating goes, love an investment banker. No. Just wow! No, no, I, I honestly <laughs> thought that was a bit. It's not what? <laughs> no, they're so dull and boring, and just I like, know it's so hot. Okay, how do you? How do you? <laughs> Literally, my assistants are laughing because this is so insane. Sorry, I should no, be yelling at the mic. No, think it's okay, a bit. No, no, and no, I'm like, no. Okay, riddle me this. Yes. Do you value in yourself your? Eccentricity. Mm-hmm. Do you value in yourself your creativity, your ability to make yeah. things online? Do you value in yourself your sort of 
Here's the logic. Pioneering spirit. No, let me finish. How do you how do you then go out and say the man I value most is someone who will not be able to value in me the things that are the foundation upon which I build my self-esteem? Here's the logical fallacy. I don't value them. All right, but why would you date someone you don't value? Um, just for like the gag. And for I don't know. So it is a bit. No. I mean, it's a bit in the way that, like, every life decision of mine is a bit. Do I do everything in my life because I think it's funny? Of course. Are they still life decisions that I'm making? Yeah. That's, that's, that's a lot. There's a lot to know. <laughs> well, luckily for us, um, this is not a therapy session for me because that would, we don't have enough time for that. That's a full, not even a full season. I'd have to start another podcast. I mean, I'm like, I'll cancel my dinner plans to get into it. That's... <laughs> That's really fast. Wait, I, I, I'm so fascinated in this because for me, I very much, I think more so than like most humans on the planet, spent a period of my life living in a way that was for, for the portal in which people peered into my life online. You know, like mm-hmm. the whole time I was in college, I really was just trying to be the most marketable version of myself. Mm. Not necessarily the most like, outrageous viral persona of myself a la Glam Demon 2004. For me, I was more like, I need to be an ingenue because ingenues are what sell and I want to sell a book deal and I want to get fucking paid. Yeah. So, like, I really, like, made myself into the sort of American character who would play opposite Hugh Grant in some (laughs) late 90s, early 2000s rom-com. And I just really went with that. And it was really... I, I... Regret is a tricky word because it it implies that I would go back and change it. And, you know, if you've seen any Disney movie, you know, (laughs) our lessons are what make us who we are. But but the thing is, I would never live like that again. Although I was your age when I was making these decisions for sure. You're 20. 21. But yeah, I'm 29. I've I've always, like, lived. like, Like, I started putting my life online a little over a year ago. But before then, like, I was still you know, the same person, a little outrageous, little, you know. For sure. But, like, I always, since I was little, believed I was going to be famous. But it, I think, is wishful thinking to deny the reality of how a, a big social media following changes. True. And warps. I don't know how True. you live your life. And I just remember really living it to make the story. And I, I, it broke me. Like, it literally, like, doing that broke me. And I've, I've, I would be interested to hear about how that's going for you. I mean, like, I never, you know, shaped my dating life to be more on brand. I, I feel like when I was maybe in high school was when I was into, like, the, the soft boy creative poet type. And, um, I don't know, it changed. And I got to know that type of person and like or that type of man in particular because that's the problem I have I don't have a problem with creative people obviously but like creative men and like you know the whole soft boy shtick I feel like is used to hide a lot of misogyny and a lot of I don't know emotions that they don't want to put in the public eye because they think it would make them less relatable or approachable or appealing to women Um, and I think that partially shaped it. And it's also just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting married yet. 
soon of my first marriage, but yeah. Wow, there. Don't you think though that like when I talk about creative boys, like I don't mean the worst of all. When I'm not like, why don't you date creative types? <laughs> I'm not like, why don't you? Why? I'm literally not saying to you, why are you not dating the most misogynistic? Like, that's what they are. That's what they no, represent. No, no, I'm to talking me, about the boys who are like act. The boys I really value are ones who are like actually artists who are like making stuff, be it poetry or prose or dance or theater. Or, God, TikToks or YouTube videos or even tweets or books or anything that's just, like, a true creative output that provides value to the audience for whom it is intended. Like, I'm not talking about fucking... When I say creative, it's so weird to me that you're like... I don't like creative boys because I hate misogynists. Like, that's, 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 that's so hard. fucked up. True. That's so fucked up. No, I'm right. No. <laughs> You're like, it's my podcast. I do make the rules. It, it literally is. No. No, I, I think there's, um, I mean, I think you're not, you're, you're not, you know, delusional for seeing that uh, overlap. I mean, if the Me Too movement and, like, the Harvey Weinstein, Woody Allen, everything mm-hmm. has taught us anything it's that those men go can reach such greater heights unchecked in creative fields than they can you know in a business with a mm-hmm. proper hr department although like it's a problem everywhere yeah, yeah. my sister i mean i'm not stop fucking distracting me from this podcast that'd be amazing <laughs> can i just say i don't fully um I'm not fully closed off against creative men, but generally, very generally, would I rather date a banker or a poet? Poet. Are you kidding me? I'm going to be fucking rich. I don't need a banker. I mean, so am I, but it doesn't mean I'm paying for shit. <laughs> I, I think it should because I want a relationship where they know that I could leave at any time. Not in like a oh, it would be so difficult for me to get alimony and control of the Montauk house. Like, I want to be like, no, I'm doing my own shit, and I could go. And I choose to stay here because I love you. But I don't think, like, financial, um, you know, like, privilege or whatever you want to call it indicates financial abuse or, like, anything, or financial power over your partner, you know? I I don't think... I don't think because a guy, like, pays for dinner with me that he's entitled to anything or that I'm indebted to him in any way. I feel it a little bit when someone pays. Really? I I would, I would say it's like, how much are you paying? Is it like a, are you splitting a $30 burger tab at a dive bar? Are you paying like $500 that like Momofuku or like what's happening? Like I, I just, for me, I do think that there is, I think the misogyny of the world that we live in, like, it, the poison of it seeps into my brain. And I do feel like, I, it's not like I act on it, but I certainly do feel guilty sometimes. Really? When someone's paying a lot. You don't feel it at all? No. Oh, okay, well. I mean, I guess that's just, that's, like... I mean, it's it's my internalized misogyny to work on. It's not a, it's not a you problem. You may deal with this as well, but because... We share so much more than the average person Yeah, online. People then take the next step to assume we're sharing everything, which mm. is not true. It's like just because like we're so much more open does not mean we are functioning at 100% honesty all the time. Yeah. Like I, 
I love I love this this boundary that you're so gracefully setting because I oh, <laughs> I think that it's really important to remind people that although like although our brands may be chaos and we may share more than anyone else you know online like <laughs> I personally don't share anything on the internet that I haven't healed from like if I'm yeah. not if I'm not ready for someone to fucking mock it relentlessly and pick oh, apart yeah. every detail in a Instagram comment in a tweet in a Reddit thread, then I just keep it to myself until I am ready. And I get to a place where I'm like, fuck you, say whatever you want about it. Like, I know, I know where I stand on this. And Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah it's, I feel like people don't realize that, like, when you're online, you're not going to share something you're going through, like, for the most part, until you're, like, healed from totally. it. Totally. You know? Also, how great is my cat? <laughs> Adorable. I love, I just love when you can, like, see cat's teeth. It's yeah. so cute. My mom calls them tuffins. Little tuffins. Yeah. His brain's smooth, but he love love. I love that, <laughs> I love that for him. Okay, ask me some of your your questions. Oh, from okay. The black book. Um, let's see. In the little black book, um, no Epstein relation. No Epstein relation. For the record, he did not invite me. Um, what is it like as a social media superstar oh. dating? I feel like I've asked you this in person, but I mean, we are in person, but um, it's really. You know, it was honestly a lot worse when I was much more disliked online. Mm. Like, when I was much more canceled, like, it wasn't great. My cat's like, go off, queen. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, amen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when I was, like, more unpopular, it, like, wasn't great. It's like, honestly, what I did was I just dated hinge boys at, who were just so fucking dumb and were just mm. so condescending, and I would just put photos of myself online and we'd go on dates, and they'd just be like, yeah, I'm a DJ, I have, like, 2,000 followers, Ooh. like, oh my god, do you want to be a writer? Like, if you need tips for, like, <laughs> you know, like, building a platform. See, that's what I like, think of when I think of creative <laughs> I could give you some pointers. I'd just be like, oh, yeah, that's so great. Um, and that was sort of my dating life, but I didn't really date any of them seriously. I just sort of made out with them, and had them pay for $30 burgers <laughs> at dive bars because that's what I feel Bold. comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, scammed them, if you will. Exactly. But, uh, but uh, now it's really nice. I feel like every other day some guy that I, even if I'm not crazy about him, I'm, like, flattered that he's, yeah. like, sliding into my DMs. Right now it's going really well. I mean, like, Roaring Twenties popping off. Feel like I haven't been this popular in years. Love it. Are you gonna have a hot girl summer? Is that what you're planning on? Or well, I don't know. I don't know. Sure. I I don't. I plan on being very hot in the mm. summer and continuing to identify with she/her pronouns. Love. So like yes, <laughs> but like at the same time, I don't know. I've never really like. For someone who is, I think in our culture we wrongly associate OnlyFans with sexual promiscuity mm -hmm. but for me it's much more of a performative voyeuristic thing like I like being watched and mm -hmm. I like being idolized and I like being adored but when it term comes to like actually like taking off my clothes and like lying skin to skin with someone in bed like I want to know them I want to if I cried or if I I don't know if anything happened. If I got a terrible phone call, yeah, I wouldn't want to have to kick them out to leave my apartment. I would want to be emotionally on a level where we could like 
Yeah, I could talk to You want to know how they would react in a situation where you're not just, like, yeah, a I, yeah, Yeah, it's, like, just because, like, we have good chemistry, like, I want to make sure we have good emotional chemistry as well. Mm-hmm. I, I was, like, I swear to God, um, what is your plan for... I need you to make sure that this podcast thing goes okay, and then I need you to help me make a new recording for the uh, interview magazine thing. Yeah, I'm... You're more than welcome to chill for Have you all of seen this. the Sex in the City prequel? <laughs> um... Sequel. What is it called? No, prequel. The the with with the with the soul surfer girl. Lake Lively. The Carrie Diaries. Oh, Anna um, Sophia Robb. Yes. I saw a little bit of it. I didn't really have anything to say about that. Um it's just that she worked at Interview Magazine and some some neurons in my brain connected words and Which I, we're doing I later. Yeah, honestly it's a terrible prequel, but I loved it. Yeah. She I feel like her eyelashes in that show <laughs> was how people realized that they're like eyelash extensions. Okay for still photography, not mm. good for television. Eyelash extensions, honestly, let's let's discuss it because <laughs> someone needs to. The thing is, I don't mind eyelash extensions. I mean, I wouldn't get them. I don't mind them if they're like natural and well maintained, but when people get dramatic Eyelash extensions, first of all, it looks terrible when you have no makeup on, when it's just, like, huge lashes, Mm -hmm. bare face, and also, like, they're gonna start falling out. Yeah, I got them for all three years at Cambridge, which was... Uh, Serena just hit my cat, and that was so fucking rude of her. Like, could you not? Oopsie. Could you you not fucking slap my cat in the face? That's, like, so abusive. Her energy was off. Or his. Sorry. Sorry, misgender. Yes. Don't fucking misgender my fucking cat. Um, but I got them for all three years at Cambridge, and... Maintained them in a way that I'm not even sure I'm ready to laugh about because I truly I maintained them in the way that was like no one can tell these aren't my real eyelashes which is like looking back on it I am embarrassed about my 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 firm conviction that no one knew what was happening but um yeah I just think I think the biggest flex that you can do is to wear like um. Either makeup that is so euphoria extreme that you're like, clearly, I am not trying to impress you through the male gaze tonight. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing something with my face that I find creatively fulfilling. I think there's that sort of approach to makeup where you treat your face as a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, the other most beautiful thing you can do to your face, which is like low-key nothing. Like a, yeah. little, a little something here and there, but like... I think eyelash extensions, my view on it at 29, which is very different than when I was 23, is, like, having eyelash extensions is basically just, like, taping a little post-it to your forehead that's, like, I think my face could be improved (laughs) all the time. Yeah. And I just think, I think you'd be better off just not... That's interesting. Yeah, I feel like my your forehead. My um, I mean, I think this happens to everyone when they're, you know, no longer like eighteen. Hello. Um. Excuse me. 
what was I saying? But like, yeah, I, I value like it's gonna a, be a nightmare a to edit. Face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, less of a nightmare than most of my episodes, to be honest. <laughs> less of a nightmare than solo apps. Um, but I, I value like you know, my face more than I value makeup now. And now my approach to makeup is like, okay, I'll do whatever in the morning, but, like, I'm not, you know, going to be touching up all through the day. I like a type of makeup where, like, if I... Uh, if I live life, I sweat, I cry, I, you know, take the train and it's hot and humid as fuck, like, I still look good at the end of the day instead of being like, oh, my God, how's my... Do I need to powder? But, yeah. Totally. I totally agree. Yeah, and I like your approach towards makeup and towards, like, I remember seeing on your Instagram story, um, you had, like, a picture, you tried out one of those, like, face filters that makes your face look like, it makes everyone look the same, and then the next picture was just your face, and you're like, this is so much more interesting than the filter, and it's so true. Yeah, oh my god, I think those filters are literally, like horrible yeah I think they're like cultural crack because the culture like oh yeah that like trains you to be addicted to it so then it's not your fault that when you see your face yeah. in that filter that you like it like that's not something to feel ashamed of like everything has primed you for yeah. that moment but to, it's, like it's but, still like wildly unethical that yeah. like beauty standards and tech companies have gotten to the point where they're like here's a filter that makes you look like everyone on your instagram explore page no have I, fun with your body dysmorphia bitch I, I have truly been benjamin buttoning for the past eight years yeah. of my life like truly if you took photos of me every year from 29 to 21 when I was your age, I swear to God, I'm one of the few of my friends who has gotten just hotter and hotter and hotter every mm. year. And I truly think that's because with every passing year, I try to change myself less mm. as opposed to trying to... All of my other friends who have gone... I get filler in my lips, but I don't get it anywhere else in my face, despite... Do you what, get Botox? No, I will. Mm. I will, I'm sure, because I really make this... Sorry, you can't see it on a podcast, but I'm Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm no, my, like, my forehead is very expressive yeah. to the point where, like, every time I pass a reflective surface, even if I think I'm making a completely neutral face, like, there's something happening in my forehead. My college boyfriend, I used to make that sort of, like, wrinkled brow so often that he used to um, place his, like, pointer finger <laughs> at the top of where my, like, brows meet each other and rub it back and forth to relax it to be like you're stressing out calm down it wasn't like a you need botox bitch it was more like a no i don't blame him because when my friends like aren't sitting up straight i will literally like a mother pass them and like fix their posture oh i want to get one of those goop things that does that for you oh that there's like goop there's like a shoulder harness that like i love that yeah i need to i need to do that because like sitting at a desk all day has really like fucked up my back okay wait wait i want to clear something up on your podcast oh sure okay so one of your co-workers <laughs> actually I know two of your co-workers one is who I think is just reminds me a lot of me at her age mm-hmm. and I really I love her hustle around her account yes and then your other co-worker <laughs> you will not believe so I saw him at a party the other week he came up to me and he's like why did you tell Serena and that I was stalking <gasps> you and no 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 Actually, that was not the first thing you said to me. Mm-hmm. It was way more embarrassing than that. The first thing you said to me was, hey, Caroline, to which I just stared at him with my mouth open because I was trying so hard to remember who he was. And then he was like, <laughs> you know, a Jay's friend? And then it all came rushing back to me, which was that I met the week after I, 
I would say maybe like five days after I went viral as a scam and a little champagne ASMR. Oof. Um, to celebrate. To Going celebrate. viral as a scam. Yeah. I went viral as, as a should. scam. Oh, studio applause. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and then like two days after my dad died, I was doing uh, shrooms with my friend at Nowadays, which was an erstwhile um, club in Brooklyn. And I ran into him. We were talking. And then I saw him again at a party. And honest to God, I fucking booty called this man. <laughs> I texted him after this party and I was like, do you want to come over? He's like, I'm way too high. I can't another time. And then I was like, Carolyn, what are you doing? You never booty call people. Pull it together. You don't even know this man. So I was like, no worries. I'm blocking you. Because I just don't booty call people. And I booty called this guy. Mainly because he he knew two people who was impo- who were important to me. One, my best friend Ed Jay, who was our mutual friend, mm. and B he he had known Natalie, and we talked mm. about this at the club, and we just like had this deep heart to heart about like why Natalie did what she did, and like her, his memories of her, and things that she had done to him, and I just felt this like deep connection to him. So I fucking booty called him. Yeah, literally like later that night. And then I blocked him because I was like, what are you doing? You don't even booty call people. This is fucking insane. Like, you don't even, you don't even fucking know this guy. Yeah. Two years pass. I see him last week at a party. And he's like, Caroline. And I'm like, what? And he's like, Edgy's friend. You know, from nowadays in Brooklyn. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so sorry I blocked you. I just, and I was ready to get into, like, how it was just, like, Mm-hmm. Not something I really did, and I'm sorry. And before I could say any of that, he goes, and Serena told me that you said I stalked you, yeah. which I never said in my goddamn life. <laughs> I'm not out here going around saying that he stalked me. I'm out here being like, I was broken and sad, and he knew Natalie. I didn't say shit, by the way. I don't he, even have his number. All right, well, someone told him I was stalking <laughs> him, and I was like, bro, I am look in my eyes. Like, I did the mm. sort of, like, peace sign where you point to your eyes and point to their eyes, and I was like, I am not telling people I'm stalking, or you were stalking me. Like, if anything, I'm, like, low-key stalked you for one night and then just blocked you. But, uh, yeah, we'll probably never speak again, and that's your coworker. <laughs> I have no... I care. What's it called when you're, like, I have, I have no... I have no stake in this. Um, I have uh, no... No, no stake in the game? I don't know. I have no... I'm not betting on horse any of these the horses. Horse in the race. Oh. <laughs> I was literally making that up. I had no idea. I'm not betting on any of these horses. <laughs> I don't know. I had no idea it had to do with a horse. I just started thinking about horses. No horse in this race. I don't know any of these horses. These horse-ass these, bitches. These horses are strangers to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know her. I don't know horse. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I, I've only um, been over Google Meets with him. It seems perfectly lovely. Well, good. I just wanted to get this out there that I'm it's not... It's very nice over email. Some of you have heard I'm email very nice over podcast. I'm out here in these streets being like, yeah, you, just uh, to clarify, if anyone else has heard this rumor, you did not stalk me. I was emotionally unstable towards you. And then I really pulled myself the fuck together. I think one of my best qualities is that I've never had a booty call. And mm. part of this, like, if... There have been some close calls where someone I liked maybe texted me, or I mm. maybe texted someone, like, that night with 
And for whatever reason, like, these two, three, four times ever, like, planets almost aligned, they didn't. And um, the reason they never did align is because after those close calls, I took firm, definitive action. I was like, block, never speaking to you again. Get out of my life. I have work to make. Honestly, good boundary setting from, like, both sides. Yeah, yeah, Him being like, I'm too high. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. You blocking him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say better boundary setting on my end. He's like, I mean, I wasn't comparing. He, he was but. like, not tonight, and I was like, not ever. It, just to clarify. Yeah, I think he's still blocked on my Instagram account, to be honest. I haven't oh, looked into it. God Do you want to ask me more questions from your little Yeah, I was book? just yeah, thinking, yeah. like, I know something is related to the... I, I was thinking about... I was thinking about something eventually. Um, believe it or not. Oh, Oh, this is what I want to talk about, um, just being, like, creative people. I feel like you and me are both creative in, like... In the sense that we hate women. In the sense we're that we hate women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're soft. We're misogynistic. We have erectile dysfunction. Okay, yeah. We were just discussing that we both struggle with that. Um, go to hymns.com. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we agreed to cut out oh, the sorry, part of this sorry, podcast yeah, yeah. where we... Just so you know, Serena was making a very prescient, cognizant callback to an earlier part of this conversation. Unfortunately, that wasn't that, recorded, though. That part of the conversation should not be included in this podcast. It wasn't recorded, was it? I don't believe so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and if it was, uh, you'll be hearing this in the midst of me and Serena's Twitter slash TikTok slash Instagram war, where I <laughs> come for her fucking throat because <laughs> that of my own reasons. <laughs> um... And also, I don't want to get into any legal trouble, which is why I cut so many things out, because I don't want to have to unblock any of my lawyer exes. But um, I feel like we're both creative in in a similar way, in that we both kind of collect inspiration from a lot of different places and create our own world, you know? Like, we both create different things, like Instagram posts, paintings for you, OnlyFans, etc. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, Podcasting tweeting, wh- whatever I do, who Part of knows. a Patreon that doesn't exist. So. Exactly, a Patreon that I'll, I'll start one day. Um, and, but yeah, but we have created something beyond that, which is just like a brand for ourselves and a collection of inspiration and in a way like our own little, little worlds inside of a big world. So first of all, I want to know, do you have any like methods of collecting inspiration? Like, is there a way, do you keep a journal or something? No, if you just think about, I think I just have very uh, sensitized antenna for what I like, Mm. which doesn't sound like it should be that hard to have. It's like, okay, we all like what we like. Mm. No, no, no. I think we're all conditioned to like certain stuff. It's true. And we're, you know, like, especially, I think readings are really... uh, a really compelling example. Like, when we read Dickens, it's like we're supposed to like it, you know? Like, yeah. we're, we're predispositioned to think, oh, this is great. And I think the best thing that you can do for yourself and the best thing you can do for your brand in terms of, like, building an extended universe for what your personal brand is, mm-hmm. is to absolutely raise to the ground everything you've been taught about what you should like, what is good, what is bad. Mm. And you should go, I hate Dickens. I think it's very boring. My father <laughs> liked him a lot. He loved him. I I think they're winning aspects to what he did. I don't think it's 
a hundred percent bad, mm-hmm. but it, I wouldn't never spend my one life reading Dickens when there's yeah. so many authors that I would rather read so many books I haven't read yet. And I think the best thing you can do towards building your own brand and, and embellishing what is truly you is to sort of dust off and polish and hone the antenna with which you decipher what is truly you. Like, I really do love turquoise. I really do love flowers. I love mm-hmm. fairies. I love uh, old art and gilt frame and old masters and gothic architecture and elite universities <laughs> and downtown New York City and socialite events and stacks of books and dripping candlesticks and tiaras like I just like to be able to list accurately to yourself what is very you is I think the first step to being able to then identify those signifiers to an audience and being able to then connect those signifiers with your own brand in terms of what that audience should recognize as you. I love that. I mean, I think something I've always admired about you is that as a creator or anyone who's creative or in the public eye, is it so easy to be like, I'm a part of this, like, archetype. Like, I am this girl. I'm, you know, like, I'm relatable. That's what people like about me. You know, I'm, I don't know, maybe the opposite. Like, I'm pretentious and I'm above other people. Whereas you didn't play into any of those things and you were just like, you know what? Turquoise is my brand because I like the color turquoise. <laughs> and I can't flowers are my brand because I like flowers. And lots of things are blue. No. <laughs> I, uh, no. I, I, think, I think something that I always remind myself of is that I don't want to be the next Andy Warhol. I want to be the first Caroline Calloway. Mm. And I think all the girls who want to be the next insert lifestyle brand, honestly, yeah. not just a hundred years from now, five years from now, we will not remember your names. Exactly. We will not remember your handles. We will not Oh, do you remember that phase where program? every every startup motherfucker was like, we're the Uber of blank. Like, mm-hmm. just because Uber was doing well. Do you remember what any of those people were doing? No. No. Because they were trying to be Uber but something else. You have to be, like, something new. I didn't even know about them at one point. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, no, I've never heard of any of these people. Like, they said that to me and I just didn't, <laughs> didn't register at all. Yeah, I think that you should just always try to be... I mean, there are lots of women who inspire me. Kat Marnell, Elizabeth Wurzel. Um, there are actually, like, not a whole lot of women who are, like... I went to Harvard, and I fucking party. <laughs> like, I, I'm i excited to be sort of the archetype to which, like, later, you know, fucking Stanford girls who, like, snort lines and <laughs> make beautiful poetry collections. I'm excited to be the girl to whom they compare themselves. But, like, right now that doesn't really exist, and I think it's much... It's good to take inspiration, but mm. it's even better to have a creative vision of the path you want to forge that's unlike anyone else's absolutely yeah and I think it's important to have the confidence to say like okay there's room for me like I don't have to be the next blank because there's room for like Serena Shahidi totally totally and it takes confidence but it also I think you know when I was little and I really wanted to be famous and I went to like child actor auditions I used to get really nervous and my mom would tell me Everyone in that room wants you to be the part. Like, you don't need Mm. to be nervous. Like, they're all hoping that you'll be the perfect 
True, fit yeah. for that. And you know, I was never actually the perfect fit for any of those roles because really all I wanted to do was be famous for <laughs> being Caroline Calloway. <laughs> but um but I, I I think that attitude has really permeated on a soul level and stayed with me because I think it's really like people want to be distracted from their everyday lives. They oh, want they, really they want, want to, be to be captivated. And so like when you're thinking about the brand that you want to build and like how you want to entertain people I think it's really worthwhile to remember that like it's it's not that people don't have anything like you yes that's part of the equation Mm -hmm. but I think a more glass half full way to look at the situation is that people want to be captivated they They don't have anything like you and they're waiting to be distracted that's, yeah, I mean, I, I always recommend the book uh, The Art of Seduction for all my fellow female manipulators. Never heard of it. Robert Greene, yeah, yeah. I always, I always refer Is to him as, Is that the Laws like, of Power guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always, Laws of Power? I always joke about how, like, The Art of Seduction is the girl version of uh, 48 Laws of Power. But it, essentially, it breaks down, like, the archetypes of, like, uh, seduction and attraction, like, the siren, or, like, I haven't read it in a bit, but there's one that's, like, you know, I don't know, like, a Harry Styles type that explains why he's such an icon, which is why, which is, like, people who kind of blur gender roles, um, and people are very attracted to that, but, like, essentially, throughout all these types of seducers, or attractors, whatever you want to call them, the underlying message is, like, people want someone, like, in, in seduction, captivation, whatever you want to call it, people want someone who will distract them from their everyday lives. And people love that. And yeah, like, I... Yeah. <laughs> if you came on my podcast and I brought up a book, I would want you to agree with me because I think it's really destabilizing to bring in something else and have your guest be like, no, I disagree. And I'm very aware that I'm bringing that energy into the podcast. Oh, I don't care. And I <laughs> hate myself for doing that. Fuck, no, I... I'm not I, a Robert Greene stan. Okay, great. Well, I think that Robert Greene is doing... I think we need to zoom out and look at what we're talking about as a concept. Robert Greene is just fucking doing that. He's entertaining us by oh, writing yeah. a book where he talks about types. I don't think that people can fit into those types. I think dumb people who cannot um, distinguish in their brain the granularity of nuance gravitate towards a book like that but I think in reality Robert Green Green is being another entertainer and being like razzle dazzle spirit (laughs) fingers look at me like let me tell you that's the reason I like like, I kind of like glazed over like the actual yeah I don't I don't don't think his archetypes mean anything I I remember literally the first one someone who (laughs) I remember the first one but like what I actually got from that was like the lesson that people just want you know they want something that is different from their everyday lives to distract from their everyday lives and bring I am so glad you're saying that you know the Caroline Holloway cinematic universe the glam view 2004 cinematic universe the Caroline what (laughs) oh (laughs) the Caroline what you Caroline Callaway. Callaway. Cinematic Universe. I don't know what I need to do to help you learn my last name. We need a speech therapist for me. Honestly, <laughs> like, Bradley, name. get a speech therapist on call. Like, literally. This bitch, this bitch goes to FIT, <laughs> not Cambridge. She's not learning. <laughs> and I'm dropping out in, like, literally a week and a half. Like, by the end of this month. I feel like when I make jokes like that, people think that I'm making fun of FIT and not making fun of myself. 
Oh, I make fun of FIT all the time. As you should. It's a bad school compared to Cambridge. (laughs) (laughs) No. And, like, people are like, you know, like, you should be proud of yourself. I'm like, I'm fully aware that, like, FIT, you know, the name of it carries some weight, you know, whether or not, like, it's however much it's worth or, like, whatever the acceptance rate is. I know that people hear FIT and they're like, oh, cool, FIT, whatever. But, like... (laughs) It hasn't contributed much to my life. Do you know what we should do when we release this episode? What? I think in both of our captions, we should tag at Jack Slosh (laughs) And I think we should see whose DMs he will slide into. Oh, my God. Because I think he wants to fuck me. I believe it. I honestly feel really strongly about this. I believe it. Yeah. You should, honestly. We both should. Threesome? Threesome? (laughs) That should be the caption. Three sons Oh my god. Yeah. And we'll post at the exact same time so yeah. we get like two back to back notifications of us both asking for a threesome. I'm dead. I'm dead. By the way, whenever. That, whenever that's exactly like, what we have to do. That's so good. That's whenever so me good. and someone else or like two of my friends match with like the same person on a dating app, what I always have done is that like they both send a message at the exact same time that just says, How do you feel about threesomes? And, like, the, the other person never knows how to respond. It's incredible. I bet that's wild. So yeah. who are you dating now? Who am I dating now? No one, really. I mean, I'm just, like, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm just, like, in, I'm in the Serena Cinematic Universe, just living my life. Um, the Serena what universe? Cinematic. Oh, I would have said the CC Extended Universe, but oh. the Serena Cinematic Universe. All right, all right. I I mean, one of us has a movie deal and one of us doesn't, but okay, <laughs> okay, go off me. I'm glad you have such good self-esteem, let's go. I'm manifesting, sue <laughs> me. <laughs> it's true, no, I'm, like, you know, people talk about the DC, Marvel, Cinematic Universe, and Extended I just... Universe, but okay. I don't, I'm I sorry think... you're keeping up with what the nerds are saying, I didn't know. I, I haven't been on the message boards. My apologies. I had no idea that you were. <laughs> I, I didn't you know you were me, writing you a Superman fan fiction, but That's now I'll, I'll make sure to check it out and support you. I know yeah, you need, yeah. I know you need more support. Lois Lane? More like Lois Lanebridge? That was a Cambridge. I don't know who <laughs> Lois Lane is. She's Superman's girlfriend, but it wasn't a great joke. You, did, you didn't you didn't miss a lot. To be okay. I've never seen any. No, of like it was. Appropriate. I've never seen any of those movies. It was so appropriate. Before. You didn't laugh. Like it would have been worse if you had gotten and been like, "Ha ha, yeah. so funny." Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about oh, what if Superman had gone to Cambridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have been much worse for yeah. both of us. At Jack Schlossberg, what if Superman had gone to a uh, Harvard Law, wherever the fuck you guys? At Jack Schlossberg. <laughs> I need to learn his name before I fucking. I, I'm like I'm such a simp, and meanwhile I'm like have not said his name. of names. I'm like just me and Caroline. Said his name Callaway on this podcast. I'm like threesome with me and Serena versus no threesome with <laughs> me and Serena. What's the difference? <laughs> it's just like him, like with like colon, like love that parenthesis sad emoji old school. Oh, okay. I was, I was trying to follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was two characters, but I was still trying to follow. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I go to FIT, so it was a I go to FIT. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I'm, honestly, I'm so excited okay, to do you have any more oh. questions for me in yeah, your Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, wait, how, how long have we gone? Probably long. Bruh. That means. Uh, it doesn't tell me how long, but... Bro, we gotta wrap this up. We have, okay, like, okay. We have, like... We're doing my project after this, and I can't talk into the mic because Bradley told me not to, but we're going to do a few more questions from Serena, and then we're going to do my secret project, which is coming afterwards. Secret project, love. Okay. We're going to do a rapid fire. Cool, 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 cool. I'm going to name something, and yes. you're going to tell me your take on it. Okay, cool. Okay. First one, I feel obligated to say that this is from Harry Hill. Okay. Lemon loaf from Starbucks, is it valid? Never tried it. How do you feel about lemon loaves in general? Not from Starbucks. Okay. You you expect me to believe that Starbucks is using actual fucking lemon peel in anything? No, they're using some clear fucking liquid that's labeled lemon in a giant vat in some fucking factory, not even in, in Washington State, <laughs> Oregon. No, I'm not. No, no, just no. Next. Okay. I mean, to be fair, I asked, is it valid? And you, you didn't give a response until no. just then, so. No. no. Okay. All right. Yeah. Elon Musk. Uh, so excited for SNL tonight. I really oh, hope. Oh, I forgot that was tonight. I really hope that I get invited to the after party because I am waiting, waiting on a reply to that question. Love. <laughs> I had a brief DM flirtation with Astrology. It's fun. Fun? Yeah. Do you believe in it for serious or just, just having a ball? Okay, here here's the best way I can describe it. I don't super believe in it, but as much as I want to not believe in it, I can never rule it out from my mind mm. because I'm a quintuple Sagittarius, sun, moon, rising, Mars, and Mercury. And whenever, I, insane, tell, yeah. whenever I tell people that, they're like, oh, oh. And... The amount, yeah, the amount of times people have said that to me, it's just like, maybe I should take this seriously. So, like, I don't super believe in it, but I also can't rule it out, is how I feel. I feel the same way. All right, love. Favorite type of flower? Right now, coral peonies, followed by lilacs, followed by white narcissus that I've grown myself in. White narcissus? Are you talking about us? Yeah. (laughs) No, actually, that's how I started planting them. Everyone was calling me a white narcissist. Really? Joke's on you. I'm ordering 250 bulbs from Amazon. Love. And last but not least, I would say yellow ranunculus is like fourth on the list right now, which oh, I'm growing. She's showing me one. Very pretty. Oh, number five. Love. Number five. Oh. Cherry blossoms tied with magnolias. I love the specificity because honestly, <laughs> I definitely knew um, what like one of those were. <laughs> and it was the one that you showed me in person. <laughs> love. Perfect. Gorgeous. Um, low-rise jeans coming back in style. Fine. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think the crazier you dress... Thank you. The more fun it is for you. Like I, I'm, I'm. Are you gonna be a part of the the low rise jeans revolution or no? Like astrology, never say no. Can't rule it out. I mean, <laughs> I really. My favorite thing about clothing is wearing something that people yeah. uh, take a second look at in the sense yes. where they're like, I can't believe you're wearing that. And so probably while people are expecting me to wear low rise jeans, never. As soon as they stop expecting it. 
I, I feel like I, I wouldn't expect you to, so maybe maybe cop a pair. Maybe All right, as get soon a as possible. Pair yeah, with, yeah, like, yeah. CC. Uh, Just, like, in red and turquoise. Exactly. But it's like, actually on the, blue because I'm bedazzled. colorblind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. Um, Soho House. Um, I like knowing people who are members. Mm-hmm. Would never join at above the 27 membership. <laughs> Can I just say, um, like a few, like two or three weeks from now, I um, have a gig at Soho House where I'm going to be going on a date in front of a live audience, a blind date. That's going to be sponsored so by like the Drinks First <gasps> podcast and like some other like some drink company. That's going to be hilarious and not a first date at all. Exactly. No, I'm so excited. That's going to be a piece of theater. (laughs) When I got approached with that idea by, like, the host of the Drinks First podcast, which, like, I was on, it was a a great experience, it went really well, Um, I was literally like, that sounds disastrous, book it right now. (laughs) (laughs) I did an event at Ludlow House, which is a... for those who are poor. Yeah. <laughs> for all the poorsies listening. For all the peasants, it is yeah. one of the Soho House locations in New York. I did an event at Ludlow House when I was viral for being not a scammer, but a fairy tale. Love. And I just... Same thing. I, I was really... I don't remember it at all. I was high on amphetamines the whole time. So I, I hope yours oh, goes better sounds, than mine. Sounds fun. Sounds on brand. Yeah, I was really, for, really for high. Soho House. All right, last one. We need to wrap this up so I can do my question. Okay, okay. My last question is one that I wrote myself. It's very significant to me. You're at Michael's Arts and Crafts. Love it. What are you getting? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I literally, wait, Bradley, like, I'm having to restrain myself to, like, grab this mic and, like, Billie Holiday right into my fucking face. Like, all right, all right. I can walk you through my actual childhood Michael's arts and crafts. If there's no, if there's no fucking budget, no budget. I'm walking in through the sliding door. There's a second set of them. (laughs) I go go directly to the fake flowers, which are Mm. which are to the right, and I, I'm I'm skipping all the things that are so obviously fake, like the fucking like sunflowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking... Waxy. Yeah, waxy. So, plastic. They did not cut out the petals with a laser edge. You can see jagged edges. I'm going for things that you could actually, like, make into a nice arch in your garden and have it be believable, like bougainvillea. Then I'm moving on to things like like glass opalescent mosaic oval but flat on the bottom pebbles because they're expensive and my parents would never buy them for me. (laughs) I'm also buying a lot of glass containers like vases, Mm. like sort of like uh, just things that you could put actual flowers in because hopefully I'm growing some in my real life. Next we're moving on to, uh, I think you'd probably have like... uh, I don't know, more like sort of handcraft things of like beads and whatever. Mm -hmm. My family was actually like so into beads that we'd go to like bead conventions in like giant fairy houses. So like I sort of scoffed at the Michaels bead section because it was like (laughs) we could get so much more for so much less. And then we're sort of moving on to like the ribbon section where I'm going for very thick over uh over two inch grow grain or ideally velvet in buttery yellows or powder blues 
or turquoises or Eve Klein blues or crimsony sort of like lipstick tulip scarlet pinkish reds no other colors <laughs> moving on we're skipping all the like seasonal decorations whatever it's, it. it's halloween it's christmas i do not want this at all who cares yeah who fucking cares now we're at the papers i'm getting with no budget I'm getting one sheet of every single fucking paper there is to offer. Elitist. And I'm getting two of all the matte colors because I can cut those in to different shapes and make cards. The pattern ones are, like, a little bit harder to use. Same with the glitter ones. Mm. So, like, we're I'll have them to have on file because there is no budget. But, like, what I really want is the matte colored paper, uh, especially, like, love. the more textured ones then there's like the section that's like for framing the section that's like strange glass bottles i'll maybe throw a couple bottles in my cart because we're just like moving along and there's no money involved and then then i can't remember what's in that then i think there's the framing station in my hometown Mm. michael's Mm -hmm. and then there's like a little part where you could actually take like craft classes and then (laughs) there are a couple like aisles where you get uh just like normal fucking glue and markers we're skipping all of that who cares what we are going for is the jolene scrapbook aisle and what we are doing is we are taking one arm and we are sweeping <laughs> everything into the cart. You don't I don't care if you get doubles. I don't care if you get doubles. You're getting everything into the cart. Just the whole Jolene's. I don't care if you've never been to Mexico. You get the Mexico We're strap. Celebrating Mexico. Yeah, give yeah, a fuck. Exactly. You get everything into your cart. We play baseball yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> we play baseball. You have a baby brother and you will scrapbook it. You get everything into your cart. You just fucking sweep the whole Jolene stuff like crafting in you do not miss one you see some on the ground you go back you pick them up you put them in your cart i have goosebumps i literally oh my god you literally do (laughs) this shit is expensive the what you are taking in it looks like a small sheet of stickers you are stocking 
just the perfect person to ask it to. I feel like, like, creative girls who grew up in, like, the suburbs, we have such a connection with Michael's Arts and Crafts. I feel like I've been waiting my whole life for someone to ask me this. I'm so moved. No, like, when you asked me, it wasn't like, hmm. I was like, ha! I'm so glad someone finally asked me this. You are, like, a 3D model. Yeah, yeah, I was like, thank God you're here. I've been waiting for you for years. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, that's just the perfect way to end this episode. I mean, I mean really, I'm, like, I'm, uh, there's a kind of a twitch in my eye because that happens sometimes when I drink recently. Um, <laughs> you're like, because I've been drinking so much and my body can't Exactly, exactly, as I should be, but I'm just so, so moved. Thank you so much. I need to have you on again, honestly, because I still have so many questions. We need to get this drunk, if not drunker, with, say it with me now, Tiff. Tiff. Love. And maybe Jolene from Jolene's Scrapbooking. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to track her down. I love Tiff, though. Wait, I would die if we could, like, phone in Jolene. (laughs) Phone in Jolene. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I love it. Do you have uh anything to promote or or No, any? no, I've actually been doing this new thing on podcasts lately which makes mm. me feel like such a badass. I feel like I've reached the point where like I'm s- oh. really really the number one thing that's like carried me through the years of fairy tale, the years of scandal is like I have a bomb ass personality. So like I'm, I'm kind of like tapping my Twitch in my <laughs> And I feel like I feel like at this point, like one of the like most badass things I can do on podcasts is being like, Oh, you like what you heard? Good luck. Google me. I was literally about to say, bitch, Google me. her. Yeah, you you like If you aren't already following Caroline Calloway. That's a you problem. Yeah, exactly. It's like I actually don't want you to follow me if you if you're not already on the train at this no, point. No, literally, stay off it. Stay off stay it. Stay off it. <laughs> exactly. Don't yeah. don't even so, get on the train. Yeah. So I have no handles. This is all I'm gonna say. I hope you had a really good time. She thank you for, for herself. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being on. This was so much fun. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> You've been scammed by Serena <laughs> and Caroline. Have a Name good it. day. <laughs>